0: On the docket today, I am really f***ing tired. That's it. That's the entire teaser. Maintaining a work-life balance keeps getting harder, but it doesn't have to. This is The Big Balance, a podcast for anyone struggling to stay ahead or even just keep up with work, life, and everything in between. Join us each week for practical advice you can actually apply to get a little sanity back in your day. Welcome back to The Big Balance. I'm your host, Brian. Sans John today. I think he's uh, right now in Jamaica on his honeymoon. And I honestly, I don't remember his schedule. I barely remember what day it is because I'm really tired these days. Uh, and there's a good reason for that. I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I'd be having my second child, and on May 1st, my son Ben was born. The thing about infants is, you don't get a whole lot of sleep for a while. And my wife and I have a pretty good strategy for getting through the night as rested as possible. We actually split out the evening in three-hour shifts from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m., but it's still not as many hours of sleep as I'd want, and to be honest, it's been pretty rough, so here I am. That'd actually be a pretty good, uh, fun side topic by itself, how to work kids into a work-life balance. Probably a bit too specific for this show. Uh, Maybe I can do like a little sidecar mini series, the baby balance. Uh, Or hey, maybe I'll forget the whole thing by the end of this episode, because I am too tired to remember it. I don't know how many times I've used the word tired so far, but obviously that's the topic for today, so let's get on with it. Today we're talking about the wonderful state of unconsciousness, sleep. Every day, we plan our time by constantly assessing and reassessing priorities. We compare two tasks in the moment and determine which one's more important. Sometimes we put a lot of thought into that decision. Sometimes it's nearly instantaneous. We do it several dozen times each day. And before you know it, the day's done. But Let me go back for a moment and talk about that operative phrase I just used in the moment. Short term decisions very often have long term consequences. Exhibit A, our sleep schedules. When our task list gets longer, the seemingly easy solution is to burn the midnight oil and get everything done. This may feel okay for a few days, but there are plenty of issues with consistently missing out on sleep. We'll talk about some of them today, along with what we can do to be better rested. Okay, to start, I want to reference an earlier episode from the show. If you're a long-time listener, you probably remember an episode called Finding More Time in Our Day back on July 7th, 2021. If you're a new listener and today's topic vibes with you, check out that older one too, because I think a lot of what we said then applies here as a solution as well. But onto the episode today. I took the first week of May off when my son was born to take care of him and help my wife as she recovers. But I went back to work this week, and it has been a struggle. Most obvious issue being for me the lack of sleep. Uh, I started wondering what's the worst that could happen if I continue going without. And it turns out a lot. Uh, some things that I'm already feeling in the short term eh, you're a little bit drowsy the next day, not a big deal. But there are bigger implications the longer we go on a minimal sleep schedule. So first up is a lack of focus and impaired memory. This has 100% been an issue for me the last couple weeks. And I feel like my mind can't really grab on the tasks very well. And I'm very absent-mindedly forgetting things cooking on the back burner in my mind. Don't tell my boss, but there have definitely been a couple days this week where maybe 15 minutes out of any given hour, I've been really productive, and the other 45 were just spent figuring out what the hell is going on with my day. So those are the first two that hit me pretty quickly, that lack of focus, and then even when I am focusing, a complete lack of memory. But there's other issues that I think I'm starting to see develop as well, and one of them is moodiness. I have definitely seen my temper creeping up on me a lot faster over the past week while I've been working and burning the midnight oil taking care of my son Ben. My kids are relying on me though for a 3am diaper change and a feeding and I don't really have time to shut down for a couple hours to get zen before I do that. I also can't take it out on the team members I'm working with since hey they're relying on me and vice versa to get my job done every day. And there's some physiological issues too. I'm feeling a bit dizzy. I'm feeling a bit uncoordinated basically all the time. And that's not great considering my house has just a ton of baby stuff everywhere. I'm just tripping over. It's like booby traps. So that's what I'm dealing with right now. But there's plenty more on the list of ways I'm going to keep deteriorating if I keep going like this. Long term, sleep deprivation causes a few things that are Kind of big red flags. One, a weakened immune system. Two, raised blood pressure, and with that, obviously, the risk of uh, heart disease. And then an interesting one, an increased risk of diabetes. And apparently, uh, lack of sleep increases your blood sugar level, so that's not great. These are all problems that seem like excellent reasons I need to figure out how I get my head in the game when it comes to taking care of my responsibilities at home and at work while also making enough time to sleep. So that's why I want to do today's episode. This is me trying to figure this out because i know this isn't just my issue i bet anybody listening to the show at least a few times a month has some trouble sleeping i think everybody i know personally does take this approach of sacrificing sleep at the first opportunity if there's competing objectives right if you have things you need to get done in the day most people say eh, i'll cut an hour out of my sleep schedule and i'll be fine and at first it does seem like that the first few nights for me the first week ben was born wasn't really that bad, right? It was It was weird to get used to being awake all hours of the day, but I wasn't really suffering for it. And I think a lot of people listening probably don't feel like they're suffering the ill effects of lack of sleep either when they do it just a few hours a day. But we really do need a full eight, and it's going to catch up with us. So this is something that uh, is a problem for you. Hopefully I can help you. Hopefully I can help me, honestly. <laughs> But before we talk about how I'm going to do that, let's talk a little bit more about what could cause us to miss sleep. Now, in my case, the cause is pretty simple. I want to sleep a full night and my baby will have none of that because, hey, he sleeps for maybe 30 minutes to an hour at a clip at most before he needs to be changed or he needs to be fed. Other people, they have the opportunity to sleep and they still can't for a few reasons. I think we've all had nights where either anxiety or frustration, maybe just pure rage at whatever happened throughout the day, keeps us from falling asleep. So we lay there, awake, and the inability to fall asleep itself becomes a new source of frustration that helps keep us awake as well. Other people have a job that swings from day to night shifts, and they never really have a chance to fall into a routine. Their circadian rhythm is completely busted and physiologically, it's just very hard for them to actually fall asleep once they have a chance. So what do we do, all of us out here walking around like zombies? Let's take a quick break, and then I'm gonna delve into a few strategies that I've been trying this week. I'm gonna kick off the second half by taking a page out of Baby Ben's playbook. Let's work on taking some naps. When was the last time you took a good nap? If you're over the age of, I don't know, like 22 or whenever you graduated and lost that flexible student lifestyle, it's probably been a while. But naps are actually kind of great if you do them the right way. If you can find just the right time of day and just the right length, a nap can be refreshing and get your brain working again without messing up your sleep schedule or making you feel all drowsy. From what I've read, about 10 to 20 minutes between noon and 3 p.m. is a pretty good length and time of day. So that's what I've been experimenting with. And the method I've found that I'm a big fan of is called the drop nap. Now, the drop here isn't a fancy acronym or any kind of clever buzzword. It's literally dropping things physically. So let me explain this. We're going to need a chair that has an armrest or at least set up something that can act as an armrest so we can fully extend our arm without using any muscles. We're going to set that chair up on a hardwood floor or at least get something hard and ideally damage resistant that we can put underneath of that armrest. Now we need to find some object that's small enough to fit in the palm of our hand and also heavy enough that when it falls to the ground makes a nice loud banging sound. To take a drop nap, all we have to do is get comfy in that chair while holding that object, palm facing up. Clear your mind, relax your muscles, starting at your feet and moving all the way up to your head. The idea here is simple. By the time you've fallen asleep enough to drop that object, you give your brain just enough time to get a quick power nap and re-energize. So when that object does drop, the sound wakes you up and boom, you're ready to go. Now I get it, this sounds stupid, but it actually does work. The key to getting it to work, though, is being in the right headspace. If your mind is still focused on all the stuff you did in the morning or are gonna be doing in the afternoon, you're not gonna be really focused and in the right frame of mind. You're just gonna end up sitting in a chair with your eyes closed, feeling kinda silly. So to prepare, start working on compartmentalizing your day a bit. Retake that lunch break, right? Work is for work time and lunch is you time. Put a solid mental wall between the two. This is a foreign concept for many people, especially anybody who's working from home right now where work and personal time kind of blend. So it takes practice, probably more practice than actually falling asleep on a command does, but it is doable. Give this a try for, I'm going to say, a solid week. You may not feel like it's helping you a lot on a Monday, but I guarantee by Thursday you're going to be thanking me. Now, naps are great, and I fully endorse them, but they're also potentially just a band-aid for us over a much bigger problem of not getting enough legitimate sleep at night. So regardless of how well that power nap is working out for us, we do need to solve for that larger problem head-on. For me, it's really been a two-part process. Part one is really just preparation, and this is where that old July 2021 episode comes in. What tasks can we do ahead of time so that we kind of clear them out of our way in the morning and can afford to sleep in a little bit more? A couple easy examples here. Uh, The one from that episode was just setting up the automatic brew on our coffee pot. You know, if it takes 10 minutes in the morning, well, let's just do that the night before. Now we can afford to sleep in those extra 10 minutes. That might not seem like a lot, but when we add a few other techniques here, it's going to add up. Another example, if it's going to be trash day tomorrow, well, instead of waking up 10 minutes early to take the trash out, just spend a little more time the evening before taking it out in advance. Uh, If we're going to be packing up lunches for the next day, let's pack our lunches when we're putting away tonight's leftovers. Bonus points if tonight's leftovers are going to be tomorrow's lunch. Get it all taken care of at once. All this stuff adds up and lets us sleep in a little bit longer every day, gives us a little more time to prioritize towards sleep. Part two is drawing a line in the sand. I think one of the biggest reasons that I stay up late, or at least I did before my son was born, was that I wanted more time to really relax and do fun stuff for myself before going to bed, because going to bed means I'm waking up and going to work the next day. Downtime's important, but if it gets in the way of a good sleep schedule, then it's a problem. And here's another episode callback to February 8th of this year, our episode on video game addiction. It can be very easy to pick up a game in the early evening uh, and really keep playing it until midnight or later, and if it's a really competitive game, you might be pretty wired by the time you're done and not ready for bed for a couple hours even after that. It's clearly not conducive to a full night's rest. Really, any screen time or anything that leads to sensory overload is a potential issue, and we should put a cutoff time at least, I would say, an hour or so before we plan on going to bed. Easy case in point, for me, put a smartphone in my hand, I can stay awake all night, but I'll fall asleep within maybe an hour or so of reading just an old-fashioned paper book. So pretty clear which one I should pick when I'm laying in bed at night. As with many of our episodes, the advice I'm giving here is not really revolutionary. These aren't arcane secrets that you couldn't come up with on your own. What they require, though, is discipline. I think that's probably why so many people have trouble making these strategies work for them. That's not a dig at anybody. We're all spending the hours we have in the way that we think makes the most sense for our lives. But sacrificing sleep over the long term just to knock out a few more short-term things we need to do, that's a penny-wise and pound-foolish approach, and it's going to catch up with us. We need to recognize that sleep is important, and we need to do what we can to get a full night's rest. So that's going to be it for me today. Tune in next week when maybe John's back. Maybe not. I'm not really sure. It's late and I'm delirious. So uh, until then, I'm going to bed. Good night. Sweet dreams. Thanks for listening to the Big Balance Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, drop us a comment while you're there. Until next time. See?